Let's begin there. And the disciples of John showed him all these things, speaking of the works and the miracles of Christ. Verse 19, And John, calling him, two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they they said, John the Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Are thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard. How that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this particular portion of Scripture you directed our heart to this week. I pray, God, that you had blessed this text, blessed this message. Use it for thy glory. Speak to our hearts today, we pray. And for what you do, we'll give you much praise and much thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I appreciate you for standing while we read the word of the Lord and then had prayer together. Within the context of our verses, we find that Jesus' ministry is in full swing. It is in the early days of his ministry. If we were to compare this particular portion of Scripture to other gospel accounts, you'll find this in, uh, also in Matthew chapter number 11, early in the Lord's ministry. During that context, he's just concluded the Sermon on the Mount, which was his most famous sermon. And he has just raised a man from the dead in the city of Nain. And he's growing in popularity, if you would. And there's another man who had a pretty popular ministry, Uh, prior to Jesus, that his ministry is not going so well. It is John the Baptist. In the verses we have read, even though Jesus' ministry is growing and flourishing, John the Baptist is no longer able to preach because John has been locked up in prison. John's not robbed the bank. He's not killed anybody. He's not broken any laws. He simply stood for truth and righteousness. And we'll say more about that in just a moment. While John is in this prison, he begins to battle with some questions. He begins to battle with some anxiety, some things he's wondering about, things that you and I, we would not want to admit, we would not want to tell anybody, but even questions we've had in our own mind. Is this thing even real? Is there a reality to our faith? Is there a reality to this man called Jesus Christ? In fact, here's what John is dealing with. He is dealing with doubt. He is dealing with questions that have led to doubt. The word doubt means to waver, to fluctuate in opinion, to be in uncertainty or to question. And from time to time, I I just want to report to you, and you know this, there are going to be times in our lives where we're going to question things. I'm talking about good old-fashioned people like us uh, that spend, most of us been raised in church most of our life or, or we've been trying to re- read the Bible and trying to love the Lord. But even, even those who try to serve God the most sometimes will still battle questions and battle, battle doubts in their mind. But I want to look at this text and, and look at how Jesus handled John's doubt. I'm glad he didn't throw John aside. 
I'm glad he didn't kick John to the curb and said, well, if you don't believe me now, if you believe me in Jordan, but you don't believe me while you're in prison, then I don't want to have anything to do with you. No, we read this text, and I have to use the title because it fits, because this text screams, there's no need to doubt him now. I'm glad he's faithful this morning. I'm glad the Bible says, faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. Let's look at this text and grab some truths to help our hearts. I'm telling you may not be doubting anything right now, but there's going to come a day in your life when your John the Baptist moment, if you will, will come. And you're going to have some questions. You're going to wonder, is this Bible really the Word of God? Is everything that preacher, that Sunday school teacher, or is everything my mom and dad's taught me, is there a reality to that? And I want to look at this text to see how to handle that doubt. First of all, I want to emphasize the detailed context of this doubt. The Bible says that this man is John the Baptist. Now this man, John the Baptist, he is not a Johnny come lately. No pun intended. Uh, he is not anybody that is not familiar with the ministry of Jesus Christ. In fact, he is biologically the cousin of the Lord Jesus Christ because Mary and Elizabeth were cousins. So we could say that he met Jesus while he was in his mother's womb. Luke chapter number 1, Mary has had that angel come and tell her that she is going to uh, be become with child. She's going to conceive of the Holy Ghost and that that baby would be none other than the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so she goes and she visits her cousin Elizabeth who has also had a miraculous conception in her life. She is up in years, her and her husband, Zachariah, have not had any children. And an angel appears and, and pronounces, prophesies that they would have a child and his name would be John. He would become the flaming evangelist known as John the Baptist. And the Word of God teaches in Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 41, the Bible said, And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, that the babe, John, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out loud and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence this has come to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me, for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped for womb, uh, leaped in my womb for joy. By the way, that teaches us that life begins at conception. Amen. She said, when you said hello, whatever Mary said, she gave a salutation. Old John the Baptist leaped. Why? Because he was in the presence of the Lord. He met Jesus in the womb, but then he met Jesus in the water. Some 30 years later, John the Baptist is coming out of the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey. The guy had a weird diet. you got to give him that. And he, and he had a camel's coat on. I, I guess they didn't have Hagar or Joseph A. Banks back then. But anyway, he comes out preaching and eating locusts and wild honey, uh, telling him to repent and get right with God. And he's baptizing there in the Jordan. And he's preaching. There's one coming. There's one coming. And one day while he's preaching, he saw that one coming down the road. Amen. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. He met him in the water and Jesus comes down in that water and, and he requests to be baptized of John. You can read it in Matthew chapter number 3 verses 13 through 17 and he requests that John baptize him and John forbade him and said no I have need to be baptized of thee and Jesus suffered him and I see John the Baptist as he raised that hand in the air and he takes the Lord Jesus Christ 
us under the muddy waters of that Jordan River. God had been silent for 400 years. There had not been a word from heaven. But when John brought the Lamb of God up out of that muddy water and that water was dripping off the Lord Jesus, God the Father had all he could stand. He ripped the heavens open, sent the Holy Ghost down the form of a dove and said, This is my beloved Son at whom I am well pleased. You know who was there for that event? John the Baptist. He met him in the womb. He met him in the water. Brother Dean McNeese said that John the Baptist is the only man who heard the voice of God, held the Son of God, and saw the Spirit of God all at the same time. He's in that Jordan River. He hears God call from heaven. He's holding the Son of God in his hands. And the Holy Ghost comes down the person of a dove. This is the same guy that's doubting if that's really him, though. You know, we say, well, if God done all that for me, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah, you would, because here's John. He experienced all that. But now his circumstance, it's no longer the big camp meeting down the River Jordan baptizing folks. He's sitting in a prison cell by himself. And he's got some questions. He's wondering, is all this really real? Hello? The detailed context. But then... I would also say the direct causes of this doubt. What caused John's doubt? I would say, first of all, his preaching was denied. Herod liked to hear John preach. Bible said Herod gladly heard John's message, but when John got to preach on Herod's sin, when John pointed his crooked finger in Herod's face and it's not lawful for, the, for you to have uh, your brother's wife, Herodias, how would you like to date a girl named Herodias? She probably looked like what she sounded like, amen. Uh, but I, had, I bet she had a great personality. But anyway, uh, he, he, Herodias got mad at that and, and wanted John the Baptist's head on a charger. Herod didn't want to do that, but sin won out in Herod's life. So here's John. He's took the right stand. He's done it in the right spirit. He's done everything he's supposed to do, and he's in prison. You ever done everything right and then it sounds like you're in a confined spot and it didn't work out for you, but you'd done what was right? His preaching was denied. His plans had deviated. John the Baptist preached this about Jesus. He said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John said, you think I'm rough, you ain't seen nothing yet. Everything he preached about Jesus was true. But when Jesus came that first time, he came to go to Calvary. He didn't come to set up that kingdom. So here's what's happening. What John believes is right, but the timing's off. And because the timing of Jesus ain't lining up with the timing of John, John said, now, is that really him? Because the Old Testament teaches he's going to do all these things. Your time had ever got messed up with God? You know what God wants you to do. You know that God's put some things in your heart, but the timing is not lining up God's calendar. It's not lining up with your calendar. For some reason, He don't sync His Google calendar with mine. His plans had deviated. His preaching was denied. And His position was discouraging. There ain't no better way to put it. He's sitting in prison. 
Matthew 11 teaches us that, that he had, he had heard the works of Christ while he was in prison. Here's what's bothering him. He ain't able to do what he once could do. He, is, he was out there preaching. He was out there ministering. He was out there being a blessing to others. But now life has brought confinement to him. He no longer can go like he used to. He can no longer preach like he used to. He can no longer minister like he once did. Everybody else is. His disciples are still ministering. Jesus' disciples are still ministering. Jesus is still preaching and ministering, but he's not able. And I'm going to tell you, when you get, as you get older and this temple begins to, begins to wear down and you see people that are serving God and you can't do like you once could do, your heart's there, your passion's there, but you are physically unable to do like you used to, I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll bother you a little bit. I used to sit there and watch... Preacher Larry and Preacher Sanford, why I'd preach, or why another young man would preach, and you could see it in their eyes. They still had the fire. But physically, they were not able to preach like they once did. That's why Ed Ballou said, preach with all you can while you can, because there'll come a day when you won't be able to preach like you wish you could have. His plans deviated, his position's discouraging. Causes, but then notice the developed consequences of this doubt. What did this doubt bring in John's life? It brought two things. First of all, verse 19, it brought confusion. Here's what he said. Art thou he that should come? You know what doubt brings? Doubt makes you ask some questions. Now, we wouldn't admit this, but all of us at some time in our Christian life has wondered, is, is this really right? Is everything that we're investing in Everything we're putting our life in, is every, do we really believe this Bible is the Word of God? Brought a little confusion. I mean, what if we're wrong? Now, you, may, you ain't going to admit that, but don't let me be the only one hypocrite up here, all right? I'll admit I've had those questions. I'll admit I've, had these, I've wondered those things that confuse. Are thou he that should come? Remember, this is the same guy that heard the voice of God, that held the Son of God. And saw the Spirit of God at the same time and said, Are you really Him? This is the same guy that heard God say from heaven, This is my beloved Son. You can't get no plainer than that. It's as plain as the page on the paper. Or the words on the paper. It brought confusion. Then it brought concern. Or look we for another. He said, if I put all my hopes and my dreams and my plans in one that's not even the right one. Are you hearing me? Brought concern. Have all my hopes and dreams in life been spent in vain? You're going to get there in life sometimes. You're going to wonder, has all my life, I've taught Sunday school, I've sang in the choir, I've went to church, I've tithed, I've gave to missions, and then tragedy or disappointment or discouragement comes in your life, and you wonder, have all this been in vain? When you bury a loved one, when the doctor says it's cancer, when you lose your job, when tragedy or heartbreak occurs in your life. But notice, notice the described cure for this doubt. What would Jesus do? These disciples come to Jesus and said, John sent us. Art thou he that should come or look we for another? Thank God Jesus ain't like some preachers I know. Bless God he knows who I am. He ought to know. If he don't believe me now, no. Watch this. 
If you compare Matthew 11, there is the second presentation. Matthew eleven four says, Jesus said, Go show John again. That little word again emphasizes that this wasn't the first time John had seen this. John didn't need anything new. John didn't need anything grand and glorious or new or fresh out of the box. But Jesus said, you go back and tell John again. Go show John again. Aren't you glad that God's not only the God of one time, but He is the God of thee again. When my faith fails, when I'm not what I should be, when I'm not where I should be, aren't you glad that when the vessel was marred in the hand of the potter, He made it again, another vessel. Has it seemed good to the potter to make it? The second presentation, the supernatural power. In that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and that many were blind, he gave sight. Then answering, Jesus answering, said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard. How did the blind see and the lame walk? And the lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear. And the dead are raised. Here's what I believe what happened according to the wording of this text. He said in that same hour, he healed many of their infirmities. I believe those disciples were standing there. And they said, look, John sent us to ask, are you the one? And Jesus walked over to a blind man and touched his eyes. And said, go tell John the blind see. And he walked over to a lame man and touched him. And he stood up. He said, go tell John the lame walk. And he touched a leper and cleansed him. He said, you tell John I ain't changed. The lepers are still cleansed. And then he went and touched a dead man. And he got up and said, you tell John the dead are raised. And then there is the scriptures that are preached. He said "In the poor, to the poor, the gospel is preached. You know what he's saying? He's saying, John, the master hasn't changed. I'm still the same. John, the message hasn't changed. I'm still preaching. John, the miracles hasn't changed. I'm still able to do what I've done before. John, the message has not changed. I'm still going to do everything I said I'd do. Amen. John didn't need anything new. He just needed to be reminded of what was already true. You know what we, you know, I remember a preacher said this years ago, the disciples in the Emmaus Road, they're discouraged that day of resurrection day because Jesus, uh, he's risen from the dead, but they don't know that. They just know the tomb's empty. And they're walking along on the Emmaus Road. They're discouraged. They're depressed. They're despondent. They're dejected. And here he comes walking up between them. The Bible said, but their eyes were holy. They should not know him. And he asked, what manner of communication of these do you have one another as you walk and are sad? And they said, are thou a stranger in Jerusalem? He said, do you all not know what's been going on, how they crucified Jesus? And they said, and today's the third day. Third day. Since these things were done. You know what Jesus didn't do? He didn't say, look right here. See those wounds in my hands? It's me. He didn't pull his coat back and say, see, see where that, they thrust that spear in my side? No. The Bible said, he opened to them the scriptures. The things concerned himself. There's a preacher in Arkansas years ago named Brother John Bishop. Brother John pastored a large church and had a great ministry and all of a sudden was con conflicted and got diagnosed with spinal meningitis. And this man that had preached and pastored for 25 years now had the mind of an eight-year-old. When he woke up, his wife had to explain to him that he was married. She had to explain to him what it meant to be married. 
she had to explain to him that he was saved and that he was a preacher and a pastor. He had to learn how to read again. He had to learn how to, to walk again. And God used Brother John, and he still preaches today. His, his, his uh, language is like Daxon or Seitler talking. He has uh, uh, just a young child. But he, he gets up, he'll make this statement, and I'm not making fun, but he'll say it like this. He'll say, hurting people do not need a vision. They need a verse. Jesus on the Emmaus Road didn't do some amazing thing to prove who he was. You know what he did? He just opened up the Scriptures. You know why? Because you'll question that vision, but the Word of God never changes. He said, you go show John again. He said, and blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Now we've seen how Jesus handled John's doubt. But in closing, I want you to watch the declarations of Christ concerning this doubt. They don't miss this. In verse number 24. And when the messengers of John were departed, so John's disciples have left. He began to speak to the people concerning John. Can't you see those people standing around? Yeah, I knew there wasn't nothing to John. Up there hollering and yelling. He don't even believe it's him. And I, I believe Jesus overheard that. Because watch what he said. He said, uh, what went you out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaking in the wind? You know what he said? about? He began to defend John. He said, number one, John ain't shaking. He said, John ain't like a reed shaking in the wind. I don't want y'all come out here to see, but John ain't no reed. John ain't shaking. Verse 25 but what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that are gorgeously appeared and lived down are in king's courts. He said, John ain't shaking and John ain't soft. He said, John ain't emotionally driven. Verse 26, But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto thee, much more than a prophet. He said, This is he of whom it is written. He said, John's steady. Watch this. John wasn't sure about Jesus. But Jesus was sure about John. <laughs> That'll dawn on you about Tuesday. John had some questions about Jesus. But Jesus didn't have any questions about John. John wasn't sure if that was him. But Jesus said, this is he. John is that one. John is steady. He said, John is successful. Verse 27, behold, I send my messenger before thy face which shall prepare thy way before thee. You know what John said about Jesus? He did his job. He wasn't a failure. He said, John is superior. Verse 28, For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. On the day when John said the worst thing he could about Jesus, Jesus said the best thing he could about John. But you know what's the miracle about that? John never heard it. Why? Because John didn't need to be sure of himself. All John needed to know is the blind see, the deaf hear, the lepers are cleansed, the poor of the gospel is preached unto them, the dead are raised. John, I am who I am, and I'm who you thought I was. But when everybody walked away, Jesus, I'm going to tell you about John. He's the best I got. Here's how it encourages me. Even the best Christians go through seasons of doubt. Because Jesus said, John is the best I've got. And even though John wasn't sure about Jesus, Jesus was sure about John. You need a little more confirmation on that? Here's what Paul said. If we believe not, 
Yet he abideth faithful, for he cannot deny himself. When I'm not sure, he's sure for me. When I'm not confident, he's confident. When I don't think I can make it, he knows I'm going to make it. You know what I have to do? I can't live by my faith sometimes. Sometimes I've got to live by his faith. Oh, there's some Bible for that too. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Because my flesh sometimes, I, somebody said, can you move a mountain? Sometimes I can't move an anthill. Oh, but I know I can bank on his faith. Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. John's sitting in that prison. Can you see John? He's sitting there wondering, have I wasted my life? Have I wasted my ministry? Was it all in vain? And those disciples come running and said, John, it's him. It's him. The dead are raised. The deaf hear. The poor have the gospel preached to him. John, that's he is who he said he was. And while they're doing that, you know what Jesus said? John's exactly who I said he was. He's the best preacher I got. He ain't shaken. He ain't soft. John thought he was shaken. John thought he was soft. But Jesus knew what was in John's heart. One preacher said, God knows what you would do if you could do it. And so he blesses you to do it in his power. And does it through you. And then blesses you like you did it all by yourself. We have a wonderful Savior this morning. You don't have to doubt Him in these days of difficulty. John 20. I'm done. John 20. Thomas is not in the upper room when the Lord comes in that night. We don't know where he's at. And we, can't, we can criticize Thomas, but we can't criticize him too much. It wasn't like the disciples were up there having camp meeting. They're hiding out for fear. So it could be Thomas was the only brave one in the bunch. He might have been out at Burger King eating a hamburger. I don't know where he was at. But they said, they tried to tell Thomas that the Lord was here. Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless I stick my finger in his wounds and thrust my hand in his side. And the next Sunday night, Jesus shows up. You won't read where Thomas ever did any of those things that he said he wanted to do. You know what Thomas said? My Lord and my God. Here's what I love that Jesus said. Come on, Brother Matthew. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. It's talking about us this morning. No, we have not seen the physical body resurrected, Lord Jesus Christ, but by faith. And Jesus said, that crowd's blessed. And one day our faith is going to become sight. There ain't no need to doubt him now. May got a bad doctor's report. May have a child that's gone astray. Life may be turned upside down. But don't doubt him. He's sure about you. You get, that dawns on you. John wasn't sure about Jesus. But Jesus was sure, sure about John. John had some questions about Jesus. But Jesus didn't have any question about John. He loves us this morning. And I bless his name. Let's stand. He's going to play a verse of invitation. God spoke to your heart this morning. You respond accordingly. Don't allow doubt. Hey, John was the best one he had. And John still battled times of doubt, wondering, is it really true? Is he really real? Is he who he said he was? But Jesus settled those doubts. Folks who pray him, God spoke to your heart. You come this morning.